As you continue standing, hear these words from the book of Mark, chapter 1. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. And then from the book of Acts. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his disciples further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please have a seat. As you by now have surmised, um, David and I have done house swap today. Uh, he is down the hall in, in the CLC, and I have the honor and blessing of being here with you all today. Um, but what we've been doing is the same thing over the past many weeks, is we have been speaking about uh, connection. Connection to God, connection to one another, and connection to the rest of the world. We begin naturally with connection to God, because from that comes strength to do the other two. From that central belief that we just shouted together, that we are to love God with everything we are, comes the strength to then love neighbor as self. To then love each other as we ought. And then to move into the rest of the world doing the main thing. And what is that main thing? It's the ushering in of the kingdom of God. It's the bringing of the kingdom of heaven. That's what we're called to do. We are called to join God in the bringing of his kingdom. Now go. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten up either. (laughs) What does that even mean to bring the kingdom of heaven? But Jesus begins his ministry this way, saying the the kingdom of God is at hand, many manuscripts say. And he, he finishes his ministry here on earth by talking to the disciples about the kingdom of God. A little bit further in Acts, he kind of tells them, you're going to join in the restoration of things. This is what we as disciples are called to do. To bring the kingdom of heaven. I need to tell you a story about a friend of mine who has a sickness that's kind of consumed his life. It's one that he has spent countless hours researching online, trying to find what he needs. He has spent... Um, so much money um, in pursuit of finding the things that he needs. It, it, it takes up most of his waking hours. It consumes his mind. It consumes his time. It takes him away, unfortunately, a lot of times from his family. Those of us who are around him see it. And we're like, hey, I know that this is a big deal. I know this is a big deal to you. But you need to step back some. You need to move in a different way because what you're doing right now is unhealthy. What my my friend suffers from is he likes to restore cars. And he takes it seriously. Like, really seriously. We'll fly around the country looking for the right part to bring in to fix his car. He spends hours and hours and hours looking at this, what I see as a bucket of junk, 
And he sees something better. He sees beyond the rust. He sees beyond the fallen pieces. He sees beyond the oil and fluids leaked everywhere and says there's something beautiful. And I say, have you seen the cars they build today? They're already done. And they have air conditioning. But he sees something beautiful. He says, no, but this was beauty at one time and, and the strength of Detroit. And I'm like, whatever. But he, I just can't see it. But he sees in this creation something that is worthy of being redeemed in essence. This is the kingdom of heaven. This is what it looks like to join God. Because what we exist in is sometimes seen as rusty and falling apart and, and pieces going missing and lots of fluid spilled out onto the ground, but what God sees is beauty. God says that's not how it was created. No, 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 no. It's beautiful, and if you could just see that. And so what God has done is he's moved into the neighborhood, Eugene Peterson calls it. He's moved into the neighborhood so much so that restoration is beginning to happen, that things are starting to change little by little. Jesus mentions this at the first, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he mentions it to the disciples at the end of his ministry. But we, we don't do too much with the kingdom of God. A lot of times, unfortunately, I think it's a failure of the church. It's what we have been preaching for years, that the kingdom of heaven is somewhere beyond these rafters, somewhere way up there, that one day, by and by, I'll fly away. We're waiting for that day where God will come and to bring us into glory, into the new Jerusalem. But is that the plan that God set in motion? Is that what God's doing? Donna just led us through the intercessory prayer and multiple times pointed out the fact that Jesus was pretty clear that it should be on earth as it is in heaven. The prayer that we all learn as children, the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, pray this, that it would be on earth just as it is in heaven. That doesn't mean that we wait until resurrection to experience heaven in my eyes. What it means is, if he says, let it be on earth as it is in heaven right now, then therefore, we must have the ability to experience that. As Belinda Carlisle, the great theologian, says, ooh, heaven is a place on earth. A certain age group just nodded. The rest of you are like, sorry. Mary Lou played it at the first service. It was awesome. If we are to believe what God has called us to do, we are to move into this world ushering in, joining him in kingdom work. And in kingdom work is restoring things. It's restoring relationships. It's going into a planet that's hurting and restoring creation. It's going in wherever God is and doing something that brings heaven to earth now, now that's heavy. That's some like big stuff right there. Go into the world and bring the kingdom of heaven. Well, how does God start? Jesus starts by saying, repent. Repent, he says. 
And a lot of times what we want to do is we want to start laying out our sins. Well, here's the things that I've done wrong. Let me, let me go to confession. Let me go see Pastor Donna and, 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 and lay this stuff out so she can pray for me. Here are my inadequacies. Here are the places I've fallen short of the glory of God. Blah, 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 all this stuff. Great, wonderful. We should do those things. It's very Wesleyan of us. But what that word means is a little bit more. It's a physical action. It's to turn from. N.T. Wright says in his commentary that this word repent was to turn from the political establishment and power of the day and turn towards the kingdom of heaven. It's to turn from one kingdom and turn towards another kingdom. We are to repent. We are to turn. What does that look like? Let me tell you. Let me tell you a word. It's a word called zimzum. Everybody say zimzum. Now say zimzum like you mean it. Zimzum. It's fun to say, right? Zimzum. Now zimzum is this Hebraic concept of, of the largeness of God. God is so large and God is so mighty and so huge that nothing could exist except God. So in order for God to create the world... In order for God to create us, God had to withdraw himself a little bit and make space so that we could be. God had to retract God's self so that creation could happen. This is the concept of Zimzum. Rob and Kristen Bell write this book called The Zimzum of Love. And it talks about a relationship. And they speak of a husband and wife in, in a healthy relationship. For Jenna to be all who God wants her to be, my wife. I need to retract. I need to zimzum myself so that she can be who she needs to be. If not, I'm going to overpower her with Michael. Nobody wants all Michael all the time. Not even me. And so in order for Jenna to be all that Jenna can be and who God wants her to be, I have to pull some of myself back and make space for her. The thing is, she has to do the same thing for me, right? In order for this to be healthy, she has to pull back so that I can move into the expression that God wants me to be and who God longs for me to be. This is how a relationship works. I believe that as we move into the kingdom, what God is saying when he says repent is, hey, pull your kingdom back a little bit. Because the kingdom I so often follow is the kingdom of Michael. Don't you? You follow the kingdom of Michael, right? My loyal subjects. I had you stand up and sit down earlier, and you did it without question. just want you to sit on that for a second. But we all follow our own kingdoms, right? We all put ourselves in the, in the driver's seat, and we follow the kingdom of fill in your name here. And what God is saying is like, hey, 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 why don't you pull back from that for a little bit so that you can see where my kingdom's breaking in? Because if we don't do that, we have these blinders on, and we can't see where God is. Now, God's moving everywhere. God's moving all the time. God's moving throughout the world. And a lot of times what we'll say is, go into the world, which is the, what Jesus says, right? Go into the world. That's intimidating. That's kind of scary. Like, you want me to go into the world? I have enough trouble on East Edgewood. But see, that's where I think God really calls us. He calls us first and foremost to those little places, the world in which we live. God calls us to be in our neighborhood, 
when God, when Jesus is invading the neighborhood, our neighborhood, where is it? Where are those places? Can we pull ourselves back enough to get out of our own way and our own egos and our own kingdom and see where God is already operating in our neighborhoods? Can we join God in kingdom building with our neighbors? And let me tell you, I don't think that it looks like knocking up, walking up to the door and knocking and going, hey, would you go to church with me? Would you go to church with me? Would you go to church with me? Because typically, what are they going to do? No. And stop answering the door. Maybe what it looks like is, is you just notice things about them. And you notice that maybe their yard hasn't been cut in a while. And you walk across the street and you're like, hey, I just noticed because you're kind of manic about your yard in a good way. Something seems to be up. Are you okay? Can I help you in any way? And they may say no. Okay, just know I'm across the street. I pull back from my kingdom enough to notice a hurt going on in someone else's life. I pull back from my kingdom enough to see where God is moving. And so maybe I can participate in reconciliation of marriages. Maybe I can participate in reconciliation of families. Maybe I can participate in someone being released from an addiction. Maybe if I just stop focusing on my own kingdom. Maybe I can join God in the renewal of all things by starting in my neighborhood, by starting in the block where I live, by reaching out in concern and service to the world. Right there. Maybe as disciples, as we are called to live as sons and daughters, as we are called, as Jesus says, come follow me, come be just Like me, we have the opportunity to share love, to join God in the building of the kingdom. We have the opportunity to see a pile of parts full of rust and decay and fluid, and we see in it beauty, possibility. We see in it the kingdom of God. May we be agents of change. May we be strong enough disciples to step out of our own light and to allow the light of heaven to shine. And may we have the courage when we see those places where the kingdom is moving to jump in and to join in this restoration project. Let us pray. Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the gift of life that you have given us through your son's death and resurrection. We thank you that he gave us the example of how to live here on earth, not waiting for some time to come in the future, but to experience your love, your grace, your mercy, your peace now. May we have the courage to step into lives where we experience that on a daily basis and where we do not hold it to ourselves. But we release it into our neighborhoods. We release it into our homes, into our workplaces, into our schools, into our grocery stores, to wherever we go so that where we go, your love follows. 
May we be the people you have called us to be. The church, the body of Christ, carrying forward the banner of freedom. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.